When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. You got injured during the show? I got injured during the break. Yeah, it happened. What'd what you happened? Do? I was getting up to go to the bathroom, and the desk nicked me and gave me a really bad paper cut. Sharp the, edge, sharp the edge. Desk edge. The desk gave you a cut? The desk beat me up, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm doomed. The desk beat me up, yeah. Really, really, really tricky business. But you're going to continue very, on. Very dangerous. What a gamer. I'm going to soldier through it. Proud of you. Yeah. Did we get I'm a not, disabled I'm not, player I'm not, I'm not going to pull a no-show like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you might have played for them, but you've removed yourself. Exactly. I actually, <laughs> actually won a championship. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. By the way, before we get into the Cowboys, very quickly, I do want to update something that Adam Schefter just tweeted out because it is just uh, being put out there. This is from uh, Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers for us here at ESPN. She tweeted out a video of the scene at Highmark Stadium a couple of hours ago. That's where the Bills play. I don't know how they're going to play this game today. Like, the fans may not be able to go. The snow is not stopping, and the snow is just overwhelming that stadium where it looks like basically every entryway is blocked within the stadium because of the snow. So just something to keep an eye on. That game obviously was postponed from yesterday to today, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time with the uh, Steelers and the Bills. I think the Dallas Cowboys thought their game was postponed until 4.30 p.m. Eastern because they have not shown up yet for their game. So hopefully by 4.30 p.m. today, Eastern time, the Cowboys will show up because what Jordan Love and Aaron Jones and company did to them yesterday was an absolute destruction. 48-32. The Packers beat the Cowboys. They will go on the road at San Francisco next week. The Cowboys have not made an NFC title game since 95. That was their eighth one and done in the playoffs since then. 12 wins each at last three seasons. That's 36 overall. No title game. That is the most amount of wins over the course of that time. First team ever to have 12, 12, and 12. And no appearances in a conference title game because Jordan Love, 16 to 21, three touchdowns, annihilated them. Green Bay was up at three different points in this game at 27 nothing, 34 10, 48 16. Even those like myself who have defended Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott cannot speak out in their behalf, on their behalf today because this was a disaster. And now CC and Smalls. Anything that anyone wants to throw out there about the Cowboys today is fair game. Yeah, I'm struggling to make the case as to why the Cowboys should keep Mike McCarthy as their head coach. Because we know that they're not going to be judged based on regular season success. It's all about what they do in the playoffs. And I couldn't believe I saw this, but this is the second consecutive game where they've hosted a home playoff game where they haven't had a lead at any point in said game. So the San Francisco 49ers three years ago and then this game yesterday. like that, That is inexcusable. At some point, you have to put that on the coach, Malls, don't you? And I get it. Mike McCarthy, they've won 36 games over the last three years. But that's the most wins that any team has had in a three-year span without getting to a conference championship game in there. And so I, I think a big piece of this has got to be put on the head coach. For as much as he's done with Dak Prescott in the regular season and having him lead the league in passing touchdowns, 
you're still talking about a team whose identity leads to them coming up short in the biggest of moments in the postseason. And for that reason and that reason alone, the Dallas Cowboys' Jerry Jones should make a change when it comes to their head coach. And I'm just listening to the words that Jerry Jones had told us all season long. He said this is a Super Bowl-caliber team, and they did not execute and they did not perform up to those standards. So we're going to find out in whether it's today or this week, whatever, if he really believes what he said. Because if you actually believe that this group of talent is good enough to win a Super Bowl and you've come up short early in the playoffs, again, you don't even make it to the championship round, let alone compete for a Super Bowl, something's got to be done. Someone has to be held accountable if you actually believe that this team is good enough. So we're going to find out if he really means it. So reckless speculation here for a second. I can't get out of my head the path that Kevin Burkhardt of Fox, phenomenal play-by-play guy, led us down yesterday and kind of emphasizing something felt off with Dak and C.D. Lamb that they were not connecting, et cetera, et cetera. Does this feel like one of these situations, CC, from your experience in the NFL where like a week from now we have a Schefter report of here's what happened leading into this game. What happened was. Here's what was said. Here's where this person had this. It just feels like what else happened here? This is abnormal. Cowboys losing in the postseason, normal. This way feels a little bit abnormal. And what you're referencing is C.D. Lamb and the body language that we saw from him. something weird. And the back and forth between him and Dak Prescott as they walked to the sidelines. Well, I can tell you what the problem was. Dak Prescott had more passes to the Green Bay Packers defense completed than he did to C.D. Lamb before the final two minutes of the first half. Like, that's what it was. He had the interception to Jair Alexander. He had the interception to Darnell Savage. That ended up being a pick six, and that was all within the first four drives. First four possessions for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott was 7-13, 61 yards passing, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. If you're C.D. Lamb, knowing how Dak struggled against the 49ers in back-to-back playoff ousters, like that that is what you're concerned about early on in this game. It's here we go again, and now I'm not talking about Dak Prescott's cadence. I'm talking about his performance when he's out there against teams that are actually good at football. I didn't get and, that at first. That was good. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> Here that, we go. Exactly. Here we go again. And that's exact and that's exactly where we're at in terms of another disappointing playoff performance. So if you're CD Lamb, if you're any other player in that locker room, you're looking at four with a little bit of a side eye today, mm-hmm. and you're wondering the same thing that we're wondering. Is this dude good enough to lead us to where we want to go? And until he actually gets the Cowboys to the championship rounds, I think it's going to be a huge question mark that is going to shape how Jerry Jones approaches Dak Prescott when it comes to his long-term future at quarterback. And things were lining up perfectly for them. They got the the road to the Super Bowl to pass through Jerry's world where they had been absolutely dominant at home. This is a team that has a lot of players, including Dak Prescott, who have been in the playoffs before. And they let a guy in Jordan Love, who was in his first full season as a starter, come in and have a total QBR of 99.3, which is the is best. Good? It's the best in a playoff game in the history of the metric. <laughs> it is the best total QBR in a playoff game in the history of the metric. You can't do that. And I know, obviously, Dak Prescott has nothing to do with that, but for Jordan Love to be able to do that against that defense and then Dak, you know, having the turnovers again in the postseason, it all lined up for them to be able to execute, and this kind of felt like the season, and they fell short yet again. All right, so let me give you guys this hypothetical moving forward for the Cowboys. You have the choice of one of these over the next four years. You could either give Dak Prescott a four-year, $200 million contract, all guaranteed, or have Mike McCarthy as your coach for the next four years. You have one choice. Which one would you rather have? Oh, that's tough. 
I'm going with Dak for a four year, two hundred million dollar contract. Hoping guaranteed. the next coach can get more out of him. I have to. I have to because I, I I don't think we can live in a world where we can continue to do this thing with Mike McCarthy. Like re- remember, and here's the other thing, and I'm not going to say Mike McCarthy hasn't evolved. I'm not going to say that he hadn't got better, but there was a reason why Mike McCarthy was available for Jerry Jones. Like the the, the rest of the league was skeptical of Mike McCarthy before they hired him four years ago, and and you're seeing it now. Like the lack of postseason success is starting to get a little bit troubling. And so, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not impressed with the fact that they were able to win a playoff game against a team with a losing record and a quarterback that was 45 years old last year. And, and so, yeah, I, I think based on how the last three postseasons have ended for Dallas, it, it's fair to say that Mike McCarthy is not up for the task of getting this team to compete at a championship level. But I could also say the same thing about Dak Prescott, no? I mean, that's why you're... Yeah, but I guess the scarcity of it when it comes to the coach versus the quarterback is what would lead me down the road of firing McCarthy and not moving on from Dak. Because I can can find another coach. Hell, we got other coaches that are... Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls and been to nine of them. He's out there. Mike Vrabel has got his team to a conference championship game over the last six years. So there's something there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't... I don't... I don't have that readily available option that can step in and lead the league in passing touchdowns like we saw from Dak Prescott in the regular season, which is why I think it's more palatable for Jerry Jones if he is going to make a a big swing, a big move, to move on from the head coach rather than the quarterback. But with everything you just said, does Dak then get the contract he wants despite not having the playoff success? No. You don't think so? No. I mean, would you pay him? But if you're going to move on from the coach and you don't think that moving on from the quarterback is the right decision, they might be backed into a well, corner. Well, I'm not saying moving on from the quarterback for next year, but I do think it's possible two years down the road that Dak Prescott ain't the quarterback. Mm. I'm not paying him. I'm, I'm going to play out the string. We'll have to work around that $59.5 million cap hit, but I, there's no way that I'm paying Dak Prescott $55 million a year. And, and let's be clear about one thing. Dak is going to want top-of-the-market money. Oh, yeah. Why do I know that? Because that's all he negotiates. Uh, this is a dude that was content playing on back-to-back franchise tags. Oh, yeah. He was fine with that. So, I mean, Jerry is going to have to pay him a top-of-the-market deal. When Dak got paid the long-term deal, he was the highest-paid quarterback in football. That's, that's what he's going to be angling for again, especially coming off of the season where he led the league in touchdown passes. There is no, going to be no hometown discount. So if you're Jerry, do you want to give him the richest contract in NFL history for a quarterback? Or are you going to work around that $59.5 million cap hit and see what happens in 2024? And that's exactly why I have a tough time imagining Bill Belichick coaching the, the Cowboys. Outside of the obvious of the circus, the drama that comes with the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, etc., the fact that your quarterback next year is going to have that level of cap hit is not something that he has ever wanted. That in a weird way, the Atlanta job, which everyone has speculated about, including Gronk yesterday on Fox, throwing it out there, a former Belichick player, kind of makes more sense because you can determine what your quarterback is going to make since you don't have a quarterback. It's why I keep going back to how do you combine the best of both worlds, where CC has called the Cowboys soft, that they need some sort of rugged toughness, somebody who can walk into Jerry Jones and say, I'm sorry, I'm, I hope you've enjoyed your radio appearances, they're over, but also deal with some of the other stuff, and that's why I keep coming back to Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, to me, makes more sense with the Cowboys than Belichick does. I think the reciprocation of interest may be there greater than Belichick, also, I find it very odd that somebody as great as Vrabel has not one job linked to him currently. 
Mike Vrabel might be the right person in Dallas. You think Jerry Jones is really going to concede what he wants to do to Mike Vrabel? Well, I don't think Mike Vrabel would take the job unless he did do that. I think that's pretty clear with Mike Vrabel. I think he is properly uh, tough-minded in this regard. That might be the case. I could see Jerry maybe making that concession for Bill Belichick, knowing that Belichick will only do this for a handful of years and that they're trying to capitalize on this window to win while, while Dallas has some of these pieces in place. Belichick has the hardware for him to command that that right from Jerry Jones. Even though Mike Vrabel is an outstanding coach, he doesn't have the same pedigree. And I can't see Jerry Jones, who is the de facto ruler of the NFL, wanting to bow down to that guy. Well, here's the other part of this. We think the Cowboys, if they make a move, will be in it. Could they be competing with their biggest rival in their own division for Bill Belichick? We will get to that next. We're on Sports We Like, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. The NFC South champion Bucks host Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The Bucks winning five out of their last six to get into the playoffs. The Eagles losing five out of their last six. People have the belief that Philly can just turn it on, flip the switch when it matters, and win a football game. Pride will pop in here eventually. Enough already. Let's win a game. I think Bowles is going to pin their ears back and let it rip, and the Eagles better have an answer. The NFC South wasn't that great, but I got news to you over the last six weeks. Practically everyone has looked better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't recognize this team. Everybody but the Cowboys. We are on Sportsmanlike <laughs> here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU, ESPN News presented by Progressive Insurance. Wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. Ends with the Eagles visiting the Bucks on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Countdown kicks off the coverage 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Then catch the game ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus, ESPN Deportes, and the Manning cast on ESPN2. All right, two games today. Uh, let's go through this. Uh, what happens if? What happens if the Bucks upset the Eagles? Ooh. We could be talking about a head coaching change in Philadelphia. I don't know how much of an upset it's going to be for me. I agree. I think I'm, the full, I'm fully win. expecting the Bucks, I picked the Bucks to beat the Eagles in this matchup. Me too. I, I don't know how the Eagles trash secondary defense against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I, I don't know how that happens. They're going to feast. They're, they're, those dudes are going to ball. Absolutely. So, like, if that if that ends up being the case, how are you going to be able to keep pace with no A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts being banged up, not just with the knee, but also with the finger on his throwing hand? I, I just don't know how it happens, Ev. So, 
in this matchup, I'm fully expecting that the Bucks are going to be the ones that come out on top, and they'll be the ones going on the road in the divisional round to take over the Detroit Lions. So here's the thing. We've had this conversation today about this horrific Cowboys loss, right? This awful Cowboys loss in many ways has overshadowed the Packers' win in that game, the Lions' awesome win, first three drives of the game, 75 yards each, first playoff win in 32 years. It's overshadowed all of it. Tomorrow, if the Bucks beat the Eagles, it feels like we're going to have the Eagles show like we had the Cowboys show today. And we're going to be talking about Belichick and Vrabel to the Eagles tomorrow. We could be, but I, I do think the feeling will be different because the Eagles have looked like a shadow of themselves down the stretch here, while the Dallas Cowboys certainly had health on their side. They had a lot more factors in their favor than I think the Eagles do right now. But yeah, we will be having those same conversations about the head coach for sure. Let's go to the other one now. What happens if the Steelers upset the Bills in two-degree weather with snow, et cetera, in Buffalo? Steelers fans should be grateful because they're probably going to be able to hang on to their head coach, Mike Tomlin, who if you're paying attention to a lot of the reports out there, there is this feel that he's going to take a step back after the season, take a little time to decide what he wants to do, consult with his family. When you have a head coach that's that's thinking about those types of things, you start to get a little concerned, especially one as good as Mike Tomlin, because it's not easy to replace those dudes. Mm-mm. So I think that that to me would be the 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 win for the Steelers. I don't think they're going to compete for a championship. It's not going to happen this year. But winning this game against Buffalo could sell Mike Tomlin that this team is close. The biggest thing that they just got to get figured out is the quarterback. I think that is the big takeaway from this matchup. Yeah, I think if we think the Steelers have a chance, it's not because of a certain player. It's because of Mike Tomlin. No doubt. And if they're able to when we were when we were making our picks on Friday, we were like, wow, the Bills getting ten points. That feels like a lot. Because, That's rich. Because Mike Tomlin is the guy that will go in there and make it close. He's the guy that will find a way to muck up a game. We're we're not saying that about the quarterback. We're 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 literally all focused on what he's able to do with a team. So yeah, that conversation changes if they beat the Bills. Yeah, I mean don't you think it would be about the Bills, though, in general? The Josh Allen, Sean McDermott? I mean, do we look at the weather situation and say, oh, well, you get a pass because of this? I wouldn't, but I guess it's possible. And if I'm the Steelers, I'm using the Belichick game plan from a few years ago where, what, 46 of 49 plays on offense was a run play? I'm, I, there's no need for me to throw the ball today. I'm running every down. No, I'm not. the weather's not an excuse. Two teams are playing. Exactly. They, they both have the we same both conditions. Deal with the same elements. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm not giving the Miami Dolphins a pass. Yeah, I know you live in South Beach and the weather's different, but there's two teams playing in that game. Yeah, Pat Mahomes cracked his helmet because it was so cold. <laughs> he did. That's like right. that happened. So I mean, no, I, I mean there is no excuse. But but to your point, Ev, I do think it's a consideration to move on from Sean McDermott, and we saw the pressure that he had to fire his offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey in the middle of the season. Yeah, if they don't win this game, it, it is an embarrassment, and you have to question whether or not you got to move on from the head coach. I think there's more urgency with the Dallas situation than in Buffalo. So with Buffalo, it's just a matter of who's your coach if it's not Sean McDermott. Now, unfortunately for McDermott, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are both available, and they both can't take the Dallas job. So you could look at Mike Vrabel and say, maybe this is what our team needs, a little bit more toughness, more than what Sean McDermott can provide, because four straight division titles ain't good enough and you're starting to see these playoff exits for the Bills get earlier and earlier. Well, and I've been saying all year about Josh Allen that, to me, he needs somebody that's his boss, not his peer. Mm. A lot of guys need a peer. Like, I think Tua needed a peer in Mike McDaniel. 
I still think he needs a peer. I don't know that he would be. I know he played for Saban, but it feels like that's a good pair. Josh Allen needs somebody to say, no, 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 throwing 40 times a game, that's not even an option. Don't ask me about that. Don't think about that on a day like today. We're going to run the ball 40 times, and you're going to run the ball 10 times. And I don't want to hear it. Mike Vrabel is more than comfortable saying that. So I do wonder if all of a sudden they lose today, you know, what happens there. But here's the amazing thing. We all sat here last week going into the playoffs and said there were three teams that if they lose, what happens to their coaches? The Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chance that all three lose. We've already had the least likely of the three, maybe, in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Maybe the Bills. But, okay, one of the least likely of the three. Clearly, the Eagles were the most likely. So if the Eagles also lose today, and the elements in Buffalo maybe even this thing out, we may have all three of these teams that we were speculating all lose by the end of today. And now that creates more urgency for those teams to make a push on their head coach of choice. Yep. Because all of those teams are in win-now mode. They're all looking for a coach that can be the difference in a couple of playoff wins versus your team getting bounced in the early rounds. So now that narrows down the field. Look, We're not looking for a coach that can rebuild this thing over the next three or four years. We're looking for a coach that can win us a Super Bowl next year. There ain't a lot of head coaches that you have confidence that, you, that can do that, but Bill Belichick... Mike Vrabel, those are two coaches that you believe can win you a championship. Yeah, and you know that your situation is more enticing than a lot of other ones out there. Yeah. Um, So we could absolutely see that. And I know that somebody – do you think Bill Belichick will be the first domino to fall from a head coaching perspective? Maybe Harbaugh. I would say Harbaugh, the Harbaugh Harbaugh one, yeah. But I think a lot of places will wait and see what Belichick – elects to do first before they make another decision. And well, that that gives him a better chance to find the best possible opportunity for himself. I, I don't think Belichick and Harbaugh are swimming in the same waters. I don't see that like the jobs that they're going for don't seem like the same jobs. Right? I mean, it seems like Harbaugh is very tied to the Chargers and the Raiders. Those are the two jobs, at least it seems like, that are tied to him. Belichick seems tied to either Atlanta or a playoff team, mm-hmm. a current playoff team. And then it seems like whoever doesn't get Belichick then goes for Vrabel. Right? So it seems like we're almost looking at a couple of different worlds here in terms of where these teams are going. I could well, be wrong. Well, but- well, I think it's what those teams are willing to pay, right? Like the Chargers are desperate. The Raiders are desperate. And it's going to take somebody desperate in order to pony up the kind of money that's going to take to get Harbaugh from Michigan. Remember, he turned down a contract that was going to pay him, what, $12, $13 million a year? He turned that down. Like, that's that, that was on the table. He's like, no, nah, I'm good on that right now. Won a national title, so the asking price is only going up. Yeah. Like, I, I just – I don't see those teams that we're talking about, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the the um, uh, Bills. the Bills. I don't see those teams paying – you know, upwards of $15 million in order to get a Jim Harbaugh. So that might be why they're swimming in different waters. But but make no mistake about it. I think the teams that are looking for a coach that can win a championship for them should absolutely be looking at both Belichick and Harps. But if, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you want to win a Super Bowl. That's why you're coming back to the NFL. No but, doubt. Because you've done it at your alma mater. You've done it at the collegiate level. You want to do it at the NFL level. You've been really close, but you haven't pushed through. So even if they weren't willing to pay the same amount, but he thought from a personnel standpoint they were in a better position, I could see him doing that. Well, there is one guy, a teammate of ours, that has a suggestion for who the next Cowboys coach could be. It's not any of the names that we have mentioned. We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Having Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. It's one of the worst playoff games the Cowboys have ever played. And exactly where it ranks on your own personal uh, playoff disappointment list is up to you to decide. Yeah, you know, number one, we're very disappointed. Uh, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Nope. Even if you thought the Packers were going to win, you didn't think they were going to win this way. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. CC over at Get Up. He will rejoin us in just a little bit. But the game we are referring to, the absolute destruction by the Green Bay Packers of the Dallas Cowboys, 48-32. Green Bay will now go on the road at San Francisco next year. Cowboys have not made an NFC title game since 1995 and have now experienced their eighth one-and-done defeat in the playoffs in that span. 36 wins over the last three years, 12 in each of the last three years. No title game. No team has ever won that much over three years without an appearance in a title game. Jordan Love was phenomenal. 16-21, 272, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones had three touchdowns for the Packers. Green Bay Smalls was up 27-0, 34-10, and 48-16 in this game. And now everyone has to fairly ask the question, even me, somebody that has supported Mike McCarthy, was this his last game as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Was this Dan Quinn's last game as defensive coordinator? And what happens with Dak Prescott contractually moving forward? Yeah, the final score was 48-32. It did not even feel that close the entirety of the game. The Green Bay Packers took the ball and quite literally ran with it. I mean, they were dominant from start to finish in this one. And it's hard to believe that, not because the Packers weren't a dangerous team or we didn't think that they weren't capable of something like this, but Dallas had been so dominant at home throughout the regular season that I just thought it would be really tough for any team to come in there and upend that. But the Dallas Cowboys at times in this game, Evan, looked absolutely un competitive and unfortunately if you are Jerry Jones and you truly think that this group of players was a Super Bowl team someone is going to have to be held accountable for that you need to have your actions match your words and I know he was asked about it last night about Mike McCarthy's future and he was non-committal said he hadn't even thought about it 
We know he's thought about it, and he's probably thinking about it right now, and we'll continue to think about it today, and I would be surprised if the outcome isn't that there's a new head coach in Dallas next season. Well, that's the interesting thing as to whether or not he takes this approach of, I'm so furious, I'm going to act emotionally and make the move today, or if he tries to calm down a little bit, remove emotion from it, give it a week or so, and then make that decision. I do wonder, Smalls, whether or not the results of today's games, Philadelphia and Buffalo specifically, could impact that decision-making for him, which may sound ridiculous, but if you believe people like Belichick and Vrabel are waiting for playoff-caliber teams to potentially come open, Mm -hmm. well, then you're looking at these two scenarios that are going to play out today and say, well, um, we may have to get ahead of those situations because if they're open and they're willing to make these phone calls that we have not made yet, well, then you have an issue. Yes. If it's Belichick and Vrabel that you want. So you want to act with a sense of urgency is what you're suggesting. Yes, but at the same time, we were told all year by Jerry Jones that, no, Mike McCarthy's his guy. RG3, Robert Griffin III, is part of our ESPN NFL coverage. He is in Tampa today, 6 p.m. Eastern for Countdown. You see him on college football. We see him walking the hallways here and always wonderful uh, to us. And he joins us now. RG3, who should coach the Cowboys next year? Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that was my alarm going off. That was my <laughs> alarm going off because Deion Sanders should be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, listen, man, at the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys have had three consecutive years of 12 wins. Mike McCarthy is a good football coach, but he didn't get his team ready to play. And we've seen no fruits of their labor. You saw their faces on the sideline when they were getting their butts kicked. They had no answer. And I said this in the middle of the year. The Cowboys' biggest problem is their mindset. They don't, they're not tough mentally. Physically, they're there. They're gifted as all out. That roster is way too talented to get blown out like that in a playoff game against the Green Bay Packers. And the one thing that I know about Coach Prime is that he's going to get the mindset of his guys right. And we also know that Jerry Jones loves to make money. So Coach Prime's going to sell tickets. Everyone's going to be locked into what they're doing. And he's not going to have the problems that he had at Colorado where he couldn't get an offensive and defensive line to be able to maintain a full college schedule. That's not a problem in Dallas. So I think when you talk about mindset, bringing a guy in who, who has won uh, in Dallas before, knows what it takes to win at the highest level, and pros respect him, Coach Prime should be the coach. There's no correlation between uh, NFL coaching experience, coordinator experience, uh, and NFL success. So why not go ahead and take a big swing instead of constantly trying to repeat with failed coaches? Um, RG3, love that suggestion. It's definitely intriguing. But the first thought that came in my mind is that if Coach Prime were to be the head coach, he would be the star. He would absolutely be the star of the team. And would Jerry Jones be comfortable with that? Well, is Jerry Jones comfortable with losing? <laughs> Listen, if Bill Belichick comes in and he's the coach, uh, the, everyone knows what his record is without Tom Brady. You're going to turn the team over to a, an accomplished NFL head coach who's got a losing record without the greatest player of all time. You know, at some point, Jerry Jones has to say, okay, what, what is it going to be for me to be the star but our team to also win? Uh, you look at Jimmy Johnson. When Jimmy Johnson came in, you know, part of your, your concern is exactly what happened. Jimmy Johnson became the star. Mm-hmm. Right, he had he had those triplets. You're talking about Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and, and Emmitt Smith, but those guys are the ones that led the way. 
if Jerry Jones wants to win, he can't be afraid to bring in a coach who's going to help the team lead the way and create that mindset. And like I said in my video last night on, on Twitter, if the Cowboys can get Coach Prime uh, and they can have an opportunity to go also get his son, Shadur Sanders, uh, which, you know, is hard to do because it's not like recruiting in college where you just go get a guy and he comes. you got to draft these guys. But now you have your coach of the future and you have your quarterback of the future while Dak can teach him the ropes uh, as they continue to build. I don't think this is a, only a Dak thing. I, I do believe the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl with Dak. I just think that they have to be able to change their mindset. And coming in and bringing in a guy like Bill Belichick, who's going to try to bring the Patriot way with him with a roster as talented as the Cowboys. I just don't see that working out. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. CC back with us next segment over at Get Up. RG3, Robert Griffin III joining us now. Oh, we're going to play a little uh, phone tag at the end of it with RG3. We'll explain in a second. Uh, let's stay in that state, in the state of Texas. C.J. Stroud. Maybe the best individual and team rookie performance at that position since you in Washington years ago. Explain to us and everyone what he is going through and how he is going through this as a rookie and accomplishing this much. Yeah, I mean, well, C.J. Stroud is the greatest rookie quarterback of all time. Um, he's had the greatest year of all time. You're talking about a guy that goes from Ohio State, comes to a new team with a new coach, new playbook, uh, learns it all not only leads the NFL in touchdown interception ratio, but completely revives an entire franchise. You know, takes them from a losing record last year to a division title this year and a playoff one where he basically played a perfect game. You know, what C.J. Stroud has done is he's raised the level of everybody around him. And you hear that a bunch. But when you watch their defense play uh, and you watch the emotion and the swag that they play with, that's a direct reflection of C.J. Stroud. It's not just his dancing. Right? It's not just his attitude and how he's been so composed in the way that he approaches the game. It's everything incorporated in there. At the beginning of the offseason, when the draft was going on, every pundit said Houston is the worst place for any young quarterback to go. They don't have the weapons. They've got a first-time head coach. They've got a first-time offensive coordinator who's a first-time play caller. And what did C.J. Stroud do? He erased all that. By the middle of the year, everyone was saying, man, Houston's a great spot. Carolina's the worst place to go. <laughs> and although I don't believe that Bryce Young's uh, career is over or that it was, it's a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be a good player, I still believe in Bryce Young. So this has nothing to do with Bryce. It's all about CJ and what he's been able to do with guys like Nico Collins. And when his guys have gone down, Tank Dell uh, and, and was it Noah Brown, when those guys went down, they still kept churning. So when you ask me, hey, what's C.J. Stroud doing? He's making history. Wow. Another guy we could say that about, Robert, is Jordan Love, who was just outstanding yesterday versus the Dallas Cowboys. We tend to talk about the Cowboys losing the game, but Jordan Love was outstanding in the Packers' victory yesterday. What are you seeing out of him that the moment just doesn't feel too big for him? Can you give us your evaluation of Jordan Love and how dangerous is this Packers team moving forward? Yeah, I mean, listen, Matt LaFleur was, was in his bag, and I said, I stood on Twitter, he's in his bag like a grandma's peppermint. His play <laughs> calling was phenomenal. Guys, Jordan Love, I was watching the game, and that's the first thought that came to mind was like, wow, this guy is, like, really calm. Like, he was dropping back to throw. I noticed, I noticed uh, you know, on a couple of his crossing patterns, you're like, no, normally you see guys, like, try to go out there and throw humdingers. 
you know, just as hard as they possibly can throw it in any situation. He was almost out there like he was at a picnic, and he was just floating balls down the middle of the field. And, and to me, that showed me that the moment wasn't too big for him. And this goes back to another thing of us in the, in the media creating these narratives that are, that are easy to go with, right? You, you have the trade with Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's thinking, oh, man, the Jets and Rodgers won this bad boy. It's all positive energy. Aaron Rodgers goes down, tears his Achilles, and no one thought that at the end of this season, hey, the Packers and Jordan Love actually come out this as the winners. And that's exactly what happened. They figured out, hey, we got to give the ball to Aaron Jones, which I know all his fantasy <laughs> football owners are, were very happy about, maybe a little bit too late. But they're a very dangerous team if their defense continues to play like they did against the Cowboys. That's the defense that we all thought they would be two years ago. Um, so I just look at this young team, first and second year players. They don't know what they don't know. The last time the Cowboys won a playoff game, or, or should not in a playoff, but a won and went to the NFC Championship game or a conference championship game, most of their offensive starters on the Packers weren't even born. <laughs> so they're not even they're not even worried about this. And I think that's a dangerous team. Young, hungry, they don't know what they don't know, and they're not afraid to go out there and just play free. Robert, before we get to the ESPN phone tag, which we'll explain uh, in a sec, let's talk about tonight's game. You're in Tampa for the Tampa-Philly game, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday Night Countdown. Finish this sentence. If Philadelphia loses tonight at Tampa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I don't think it's, in my opinion, it's not Nick Sirianni. Uh, head coach, I think he's. I think he has done a good job. It's just this year has been very difficult for them. You talk about that Super Bowl hangover, right? And it didn't happen for them early in the year. But as the year waned on and they go one and five in the last six games, you can see that Super Bowl hangover now. There's an expectation of winning. There's an expectation of greatness. No AJ Brown. Uh, they're banged up all over the place. Their defense has not been playing very well, and they're going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks team at home. Who just struggled against the worst team in the NFL in week 18? So if they lose, I don't know. You know, Matt Patricia's been an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator inside one year. Maybe he might be out of a job. I don't know. Somebody's getting fired, though. (laughs) All right, well, let's finish with this. Okay, so we do ESPN phone tag on our show. We have ESPN guests, and they pick our next guest, and our producer, Nuno, has one week to then book that next guest. So we had Mike Greenberg, who picked Joe Buck, who picked John Smoltz, who doesn't work for ESPN, who picked Boog Shambi, who picked Mike Breen, who picked Mark Gross, our boss, um, who picked Michelle Beisner-Buck, who picked Lisa Salters, and Lisa Salters, RG3, picked you. Who are you picking for our next guest on ESPN Phone Tag here on Unsportsmanlike? Okay, well, I'm going to pick a guy that was very instrumental in in my growth and development uh, in my first couple years at ESPN. Uh, Great friend. A legend in the game. I'm going with Mark Jones. Mark Jones is a like guy for you guys. Love it. Mark Jones, college football, NBA. He's done the uh, Sacramento Kings. Uh, he lives in Miami. Big Heat guy as well. Love it. Love it. That's Love awesome. it. So Good there pick. we go. Mark Jones um, and RG3. Awesome. Have Mark fun who? tonight. What? Mark, Mark Jones. Jones. <laughs> Mark Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert. We, we appreciate it. Guys. All right. There he is, RG3, uh, joining us. He'll be in Tampa tonight for the Tampa and Philly game with NFL Football ESPN. All right. Coming up, our unsportsmanlike moment or moments of the day next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. We are going to give you a bunch of unsportsmanlike moments from the weekend. CC, don't make this unsportsmanlike. Make it sportsmanlike. Get it right today. I get it. We're getting it right today. Our bet of the night, our ESPN bet of the night. We're staying with the National Football League because we had some wins over the course of this weekend. We're going to go with a two-leg parlay. Very, very simple. We're taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 10 points. We're taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't believe I'm saying this. Over the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. We're taking the Tampa Bay Bucks plus three points. So Steelers plus 10 points against the Bills. Bucks plus three points against the Eagles. That pays out at plus 265. So a little lunch money for the week. All right, let's go. A little lunch money for the week. I think the Eagles are going to go to the NFC Championship game and lose to the Niners. I'm just going to throw that out there. What? I'm, I, I mean, that would be the ultimate troll job, though, right? By the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to fumble away the division to the Dallas Cowboys. And, and yet we're, we're going to help ourselves and advance further in the playoffs than the Dallas Cowboys. Just saying. Wow. Where do things have happened? All right. Wow. Uh, so let's let's give Javante Lawrence, our producer, credit here. His Lions won last night. Uh, they did boo Matthew Stafford coming in, which whatever. He's on the other team. He's like, the opposing team's yeah. quarterback. Yeah, that's They're not right. booing forever. They're booing for now. But that's they right. did get a great uh, pump-up speech. Uh, from one uh, Marshall Mathers, courtesy of NBC. That's Eminem for anybody uh, back there. I was there for you when you won it. I was there for you. I was was right there. I rapped for you, Stafford. Bro, I rapped for you. Can you just let us have this one? Just this one. Stafford, what I say? You owe me this favor, bro. I was there for you when you won it. There he goes. I was yeah. there. For I mean, he got it. He got it. So Eminem asked Stafford to give him a favor, and he did. Now, obviously, well, Stafford, Stafford didn't try to. No, I mean, he did he not. He threw for 367 yards and two touchdowns. No, he did not give him a favor. In a 120 and Stafford, passer rating. <laughs> Stafford is as tough as could be. He really is. There's a big three of tough quarterbacks in my mind in the NFL. There's a lot of them. But, like, when I think of them, Stafford, Jalen Hurts, and Trevor Lawrence play through anything. Yeah, he caught that two-piece from Aiden Hutchinson and Alem McNeil, and I was just like, I don't know if this guy's going to come back And in they the didn't game. call a penalty on that, right? Why well, you always want to penalize? 
criticize the defensive lineman for hitting the quarterback. You brought it you up. always want to do that. Well, I'm a quarterback. It was, it's the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. That's right. Let His him play. eyes were rolling Let the back play. of his head. It that's was, a, it that's was... a him problem. Okay. Now, <laughs> Bills, and Steelers, Bills and Steelers today. A Bills Mafia just says Bills Mafia. So uh, many, they, I guess they were paying like $20 an hour for fans to come in and shovel. And fans came in and shoveled yesterday, and uh, they took their shirts off, and they were riding down basically snow slides is what they did yesterday. <laughs> I love how they want to postpone the game to protect the safety of fans, and yet Bill's Mafia yeah. exists. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we <laughs> want to protect the fans. We're worried about them trying to get to and from the game. But we're okay asking them to drive to the stadium to shovel snow? Shirtless. What part of the game is that? Yeah, I mean, they get it, there? if it's an emergency situation, if it's a state of emergency – don't you want everybody to stay inside? Also, this is a group of people that jumps through flaming tables. Yeah. I don't know if a little snow is going to scare them away. I, I'm just asking where the NFL was in 2013 when we played, and I was with the Baltimore Ravens, played through a freaking blizzard against the Minnesota Vikings. We couldn't even see the lines on the field. Wow. I don't could, remember could, that game at couldn't all. See the, well, there's a reason why. There was nobody in the stands because <laughs> nobody could get to the damn game. There were no lines on the field. Like, we were just playing in a blizzard. And I think the game ended up going in overtime. It was bizarre. We won on a Jacoby Jones uh, punt return. So, God bless. But, like, that was one of the wildest games. And so, I'm surprised that the NFL was willing to postpone a playoff game. Not sure they had much choice with the governor of New York just making the final call. But, I mean, these are the circumstances around a Mike Tomlin potential upset. Ooh, I, I would just, I would just say go. this. Like, what team handles – the deviation from the schedule best, you would have to say that favors the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, wouldn't you? I hope you? so. I hope so. Uh, Saturday night, we saw a freezing cold Kansas City. We saw them swag surf. Sur- what is it? Swag, swag surfing. Swag surfing. Yeah, this has been go. around, Evan, since like 2008, I, right? 2009. I'm an, old, I'm an old man that's not cool, obviously. But so they were doing this, and um, Chris Jones, the stud defensive lineman for Kansas City, Put out there on Twitter at Stone Cold Jones. Good win, Casey. No pun intended, but Arrowhead needs a new DJ. Yeah. He's calling out the DJ for playing the music for swag surfing there and doesn't like that his fans are doing that. Yeah, Is that like the new wave, basically? That you don't but want it's not, but it's not, but it's not new, though. No, it's, it's not, not new at all. Lots of fan bases have we, done we this. Got, we, got other, we got other bops out there. That with the kids say smiles, we got other bops out there that they could play in the stadium. Other songs slap. Yeah, exactly. What's the best song then? What should be like play? If you if Chris Jones, that's the thing. We need to follow up with Chris Jones. Give us the playlist then, mm-hmm. right? Like, fine. You want me to replace the DJ? You give me the playlist, and I'll play it, and we'll see how our fans do the next time we have our home game. I know, that's when, what I'm saying. When, when the beat the drops for Swag Surfing, though, it is pretty fun. It's tough. It it's is tough. Pretty fun. It is tough. Last thing, um, Bubba. Greenie producer, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. <laughs> oh, Greenie Bubba. sent Bubba to the Packers and the Cowboys game yesterday. Oh, it's money well spent by Greenie. Look it? at Bubba, just it's, so it's, pumped to be there. He's Rashawn, in Dallas. That's as close to a smile as he gets. 100%. That's he, as close to a smile as you're going to get he, from Bubba. Oh, he, now he's stressed. Well, we're showing the pictures on ESPN News right now where the initial one is outside the stadium, happy, ready to go. Then there's the update at ESPN Radio on Twitter. You can follow along uh, where he has his hands on his forehead like, I can't believe this is happening. That's the update. That's picture two. It's stressed. He's yeah. stressed. And then I believe there is a third one. Is there not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that there's a third one? Or am I wrong on this? That this is just him miserable during the course of the game yesterday? This had to make Greeny happy. Like, this is the best possible outcome that when you use your money to send him to a game, that level of misery 
has to be enjoyable for Greeny today. More enjoyable for Greeny or Stephen A that the Cowboys lost? Oh, well, Stephen A. It has I mean, to be Stephen A. Stephen uh, A. can't believe Stephen A said that the Cowboys pose more of a threat than the Lions do to the San Francisco 49ers. Oof. Well, we're on deck for an all-time rant from Stephen A today. Yeah, I can't wait for that Cowboys. one. I can't wait for that one. We may never know on either one of them because maybe the Eagles or Bucks beat the Lions in the next round. Just saying. We are on to Tuesday. Greeny, coming up next. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.